You know, you know. And I know, and I know. And they know, they know. Cause we know, we go all in. You know, you know. And I know, and I know. And they know, they know. Cause we know, we go all in. What up, what up, what up? Good on and good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the newest edition of What You've Been Missing. It's your boy, Kate Dizzle, D.C. And your man have streams to my left, that way, that way. What up, Hef? What it do, Kate Dizzle? How you feeling, man? Hey, hey, hey. Let me let, 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 me, let, me let this energy out right now. Before we get pushing, because I know we got a strong episode ahead of us. What up? What up, Chris? Um, I want to say rest in peace to a good friend of mine, Kevin Woodall, passed away. I've worked with him a long time. Good friend, man. It just got the word, man. Good hearted soul, lived a great life, and I'm just sorry to hear him passing. I just got that word. And and the crazy thing is we talking about family affair tonight. We talking about family affair. Sometimes your friends as you grow older become part of your family. And so shout out to everybody who's out there who's got friends and family who are this who are one and the same. And look, I'm excited about tonight because it's a lot that happened this week. And you're gonna set it off right with a 410 beard. Because from sports to everything else under the sun, it's been bananas this week, yeah. It's been bananas. How are you feeling, my guy? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you well, man. I just want to say uh, I appreciate you still. You know, keeping it consistent and uh, joining us tonight for episode 28. Uh, it's a family affair with the loss of your of your friend. So I want to say sorry for your loss. Rest in peace to, to your friends. So um, shout out to the chat. Thank you guys for always joining us. Uh, hey, thank hey, you, hey. Desmond. Mama hey, Mama F. What up, Chris? What? Live stream. What up, 410? Um, real quick, I just wanted to say uh, on a lighter note, man, I went out and played some paintball this morning, man. What? I didn't get a chance what? to tell you. With, hey, some young, with some young boys, no, you man. Didn't. You, Happy oh, wait Sunday, a minute. Erica. All right. So y'all going to get the experience of the first the first experience of this conversation because paintballing, I don't know if you've ever done it. Anybody in the chat, if you've ever been paintballing, man, the pelting that you receive, if you are not properly, <laughs> properly clothed and prepared for it, is ridiculous, bro. You will come home. Looking like you were in you were you were in a domestic violence situation. I'm dead serious. It's not a game. Paintballs hurt. Paintballs hurt. It's what not. It's, it's not a. It's not a game for one. <laughs> Two. Um. You know, you get out there with some artillery, man. They they equip you with a nice paintball gun. Uh. And, and it was nice out there today. It was nice and rainy, and we in the woods and muddy and all that, right? Sure. And um. You don't want to get hit. So I thought I was cool because I had on my basketball tights and some shorts over top of that. You know, man, when you get hit, I was concerned about people cheating, right? Let me tell you guys what happened. So I was like, okay, so the referee's outside the game. So if you get hit, you can lie and say, oh, I'm still in the game. You know what I mean? So it's six on six, man. I'm hiding behind the bunkers and everything. I'm trying to roll out. You know, I'm doing my thing. I get hit, K Dizzle. It was no mistake. It was I shot. I said, I'm hit. I'm hit. <laughs> the paintball hit me in my stomach, right? <laughs> and I got a pretty good, you know, pretty good stomach anyway. So I guess uh-huh. it, it, I had no choice to get hit, but there. And man, I'm talking <laughs> about pain, instant pain. Uh, but, you know, we definitely took it home. We won four games out of, out of six. So. Shout out Ooh. to the paintball squad. Shout man. out to the fun. paintball squad, bro. Shout out to the paintball squad, man. It's not a game out here, man. It's not a game when you go into place of paintball. But hey, look, man. Um, <laughs> the, let's let's get into this sports because a lot of people took L's over this past week within sports. I don't know who you want to start with, but a lot of them. Yeah, it was I love I love how you kicked it off, man. It was four v five. Oh, cause your girl was playing in the back camping the whole time. I can't. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something, Tony. I don't know if it was her or if it was your teammate that hit Nick when he came up, but he took a lump home 
one of those cartoon lumps that come out when they got hit with the anvils. Yes, was, indeed. He took a he took a lump home the day Kate does. It was pretty yeah. good. It hurts when you get hit in those tender spots, like in between the, the elbow joint, the neck, or the back of the knee. Those hurt the worst. Those hurt the worst. I had a little paintball career life until uh, I can't t- couldn't take it no more. So I know 100. percent Let's talk about them L's, man. Them all right. L's so so which L do you want to talk about first? I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk about um, Manny Pacquiao was coming into this weekend. You know, set up for Manny Pacquiao to look like the old legend that he is uh, to fight Errol Spence and kind of pass the torch to Errol Spence. Uh, unfortunately, Errol Spence couldn't fight because he had a retina injury real late, minute, last minute, right before the fight. So, wow. The co-headliner of the night, Udaw, stepped in, and he's actually a, a title holder. And it kind of set up for a nice title fight with Manny Pacquiao to, you know, really solidify and go out in the sunset with a belt and a, and a good win. And Udaw was not having that, man. He definitely <laughs> wasn't there for the Pacquiao parade. Um, I was watching the fight and I saw Manny just looking like he was 42 years old, you know. Oh, don't say and that, man. It's true, man. And it's not a knock at Manny because he's a legend. He's a, he's a beast. Right. Always was exciting. The fight was great, honestly, when I watched it last night. But he just couldn't do the in and out, you know, take the punch, give the punch kind of yeah. battle that he used to give. He started taking too many jabs and uh, he lost the fight unanimously last night. Yeah, yeah. When you... When you have a fight like that, it's time to just hang it up. For mm-hmm. real, for real. Even though you lasted the 12 rounds, Manny needs to go back to the Philippines and fix, help fix the country at that point. You done made enough money. You done did what you did. You done set, you done set your, 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 um, your Stonehenge. You are one of the legends and just move on. I, I can't, you know, he getting to the point of Jerry Rice now, right now. He going to get to the exhibition <laughs> fights. And then, then decide to quit after everybody say, "Look, man, go about your business." Um, and I'm gonna tell you, man, Manny, Manny Pacquiao be having an entourage too. When he come out, he has the whole Philippines out there, <laughs> all, all of them, led by Jake and his wife. With and all they respect. all four eleven. They all four eleven. Oh, that's women. messed up. Hey, it's my it's my culture, man. I'm I'm black and Filipino. I know we all short. It's just what it is. It's life. <laughs> Accept it. All right, I know, look. Shout out to Manny Pacquiao taking this L, man. Time to time to hang it up, bro. I love you. But um, the one I want to get to right this minute. Do you um, really want to get to it? I really want to get to it. Okay, okay. I really want to get to it because, literally and figuratively, she asked for all of the smoke. She asked for all of the smoke. All of the smoke. <laughs> I'm glad Bianca came in the building tonight. Shikari, Shikari, Shikari. Don't laugh Shikari. for into the topic. I'm man. not going to laugh into the topic, man. Look, who are you talking about, man? If if the people don't know who we talking about, look. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know. Shikari Richardson. Um, Olympic if you've hopeful, been under a rock. You've been under a rock. Olympic hopeful Shikari Richardson, who who wowed us with her hair, her flamboyancy, and everything else in the Olympic trials that was heading to Tokyo, um, that was disqualified because of marijuana. Can't um, pass it to you, okay? That passed tip past him. Yeah, I don't smoke, but all right, that works all out. Right. So. So she got disqualified because of marijuana. Um, saw the Olympics, watched three Jamaicans win first, second, and third. Say, hey, we gonna race at this other thing against them, and put and start beaming all the hype for it, all the hype for it. Now there are nine people that race in this hundred meter dash. Nine people. Out of from first place to ninth place, when the gun goes off, it immediately exposes Shikari Richardson to the mere fact that she was not ready for the smoke that she asked for. Because instead of ending in first, second, or third, she ended in ninth place, and it wasn't even close. It's so easy, it's so easy to kick the poor girl while she's down. I'm not kicking her. I'm not here to kick her while she's down. I don't really even think that when she got disqualified, she was talking shit to the point to where it was like, when I come back, I'm crushing shit. 
But she did, you know, come out confidently when she got her little, um, I'm not going to say her little, but when she had her Instagram post <laughs> and she had her hair do and everything, and she was like, it's game time, bitches. Like, like Arizona said, it was more hype than fights. See, here's what, here's why I was at, right? I was worried for it to begin with because I already kind of thought in my mind she was going to have on one of smoke brought to her anyway, okay? Because yeah, she got so much attention for getting suspended off that weed. Now, unfortunately, she's required to perform because she's going to now have to say, this is why I got so much attention for Smoke Lee, and that's not fair to her. Well, she put it on herself when she when she hyped this, hyped this I guess, this matchup up because she went in strong, but she got DQ'd. Understand what she say about the matchup? Huh? What she I'm ready. Let's go. You know, I'm about to, I'm, I'm, we're going to race. You know, watch what happens, all that. Okay. Mm, she got smoked, bro. She got smoked. She got smoked. And the problem was these Olympians went in with that chip on their shoulder saying, okay, because the winner, the winner broke her original record and, and the second fastest woman from that race since, what was it uh, Flojo? Okay. Was it Flojo? So, I mean, she it was just bad. I mean, at this point, she just needs to focus on, you know, keeping her brand intact. I think she definitely could bounce back from the loss. No question, she got cooked. Um, like Sinead says, you're supposed to have confidence in yourself. She's definitely got self-confidence, but she might have been smoking that good gas, man. Sometimes the gas will get you. You know, if you get a good indica, it puts you down, okay? You know, depending on how it tests, you know, you're getting it from dispensaries now. She probably hit the J before the race. It was a bad idea. I just hate. And you, you're supposed to have confidence in yourself, regardless. If you're going to have that type of confidence, you're going to go in. You have to be at least competitive. It wasn't competitive. She was outclassed by by leaps and bounds. Um, which so is I'm watching that She wasn't built there. for it anyway, man. I heard Lil Birdie was talking about. You know, she wasn't really that fast. I don't smoke, but why is this a problem? It's not a problem to to me, to Mika Murdoch, because I smoke, but it's a problem for the commission. And in some sports, they just set rules out there in the open and just say, look, you can't you can't participate if you smoke weed. And unfortunately, even though it's legalized in a lot of places now, you still can't race and smoke or you will get smoked. And that's what happened to her. Um, no, no pun intended, but let's move on, man. Hopefully she can bounce back. Should bounce back. Um, Should be fine. So, what's been on your mind for the past week, man? Let me let me let you go ahead and get your rant on first. I don't have a. You know what? Like I said, my mind went blank when I got my got my news. So I don't really have a rant this week. But I know you have a serious rant this week, and you brought up some stuff that I wasn't even aware of. So look, we are. What is that? What's episode? It's episode twenty eight. It's episode twenty eight. Twenty episode twenty eight. The commission smoking this stuff. <laughs> so. You know, just do a dip, do a quick dive in what you were just explaining to me because I was not aware of the manosphere or the red pill uh, community within podcasting. Okay, I was, right. I'm totally, I'm totally oblivious. I'm just coming in here having fun doing doing what the fuck we do. You saying there's a there's a, a whole different, you know, whatever fuck it is. Do me, a favor. Do me a favor first, Kate. Just put the phone number up where you can text in. So you can I'm going to put in. the phone number up. Because man. we are live every Sunday night at 9 o'clock. Text 301-857-1757 to join the conversation. Uh, shout out to Bianca because I'm glad you came because I'm going to turn this your way, right? A lot of people in the podcast community now have been labeled. And just like any other art form, you tend to have subgenres and genres, right? So because we're 28 episodes in this podcast world, even though me and you just started out just trying to have some fun, right? I started kind of doing some research, Kay, and doing some uh, <laughs> podcast viewing myself, right? You either put your Michael Max glasses on. Come on, man. Follow me, right? right? So, <laughs> right. I knew. See, that's why I knew Arizona was going was gonna to follow me back first, right? So look, check this out. So I started watching, you know, other podcasts, not to really, you know, see competition because I don't see anybody as competition because I do this for fun every week. But I just watch it just to get different ideas and opinions from other people as well. So there's different 
labels, and I'm going to talk about two of them tonight. One's the Manosphere, and then two is the Red Pill community. So shout out to whoever invented those terms and whoever are, I would guess, whoever makes up those communities or those groups, because I have nothing but, uh, you know, respect for you, no, no shots against you. But I want to tell people, man, because we have some new listeners on Spotify. Um, I think we're on iTunes or we're, we're soon. We're soon we're on to iTunes. be on iTunes. No, we are on iTunes. Um, but, uh, you know, we're on all, on, on all platforms. So I want to let the, the new listeners know because all the day ones know how we rock. But I wouldn't say K Dizzle and Hef are part of a manosphere. Or I wouldn't say we're part of the Red Pill community because I love, you know, talking about big up and women every week. I know my girl gets on me about being hard sometimes. And, of course, we're going to have opinions as men. But one thing I want everybody to understand who views us, who listens to us, and who watches us. I'm not going to speak for you, Kay. But <laughs> I don't want people to think that. No, nah, seriously, I don't want people to think that we're up here in any way, shape, or form bashing women. Uh, having negative views against women. And if people have shows like that, when it's based around that and you're getting your money off of it, salute to you. But that's not going to be the type of show we have. Um, we want everybody to be included. We want everybody to feel comfortable when they come on our show because K Dizzle and I, I think we take on, like I said before, more diverse and intricate topics that a lot of these people won't take on because they're chasing the bag and they're going viral. But I just wanted to talk about that, K. Hey, let me let me just say this. I appreciate you um, bringing that forward. I'm going to read so that everybody understands because I'm learning this shit too. The Manosphere is a collection of websites, blogs, and online forums promoting masculinity, strong opposition to feminism, and misogyny. Look, I get I get you, you laying it down, letting them know, but just look at the track record. Look at the episodes. Watch the episodes. Listen to the episodes. It's unnecessary to really say that because if you look at what we say and how we say it in any other previous episode, it speaks for itself. So whoever believes, let them believe what the fuck they want to believe. Let them listen to what they ever want to listen. You, when you come here, people that come here and people that are going to come here are going to get good information, good knowledge and have a good conversation and know who we are or who we aren't. So we ain't even gotta, I don't want to ever have to uh, talk about this shit on where we are in whatever fucking category, because I know who you are, and I know who I am, and I know who our listeners are. We love you. We thank you. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk shit day and night. We're gonna have fun, and it's gonna be good information, good knowledge. So let's move on from that. Let's move on from well, that. That's why. Before we move on, though, that's why we're gonna be the heavy promoters of Bianca's Hose Can Grow movement. Can grow. It's on a T-shirt. I'm. I'm telling you, it's coming soon. We're not gonna keep talking about it. Tuesday. It's gonna be on. It's gonna be Tuesday. I'm gonna send a link on all dressed up. Uh, hold and grow hashtag hold and grow just know what's there but look really quick before we miss it again black businesses every week we try to make sure that we come in we talk we spend a few minutes and promote a local or recent black business that we think you should um patronage or you should at least check out you ain't got to but we we're gonna put them on blast we don't get paid for this we do it because of the because of the love and out of the kindness of our heart and we think it's important that we put money back into the community so without further ado i'm gonna go first and we're going to hash this out. I'm going to talk about my homie, uh, Jeremiah Towns with 27 Solutions. He has uh, concierge sales repair. He's in Maryland. He's got an actual shop. Um, there's the phone number. Overstock inventory must go. He got laptops, cell phones, whatever you need. If you got issues with it, you need it fixed. Come see him. He'll come pick it up, fix it, drop it back off to you. He's good people. Uh, where is? There's the website, 27solutions.net. I've known this man all my life. He does great work. He's fixed a couple phones for me. Apple, Android, whatever. Whatever you need, whatever you want. Come see the man. I'm going to use... Let me show the website, too. Let me bust out the website. Hootie hoo! Look, man, it's important. Spend your money with black folk, man. Even And you ain't got to do it but once. If they don't come through like they supposed to, then don't spend the money with them. Outside of that... You know, give people an opportunity. Give people an opportunity. Here's the website. You can go check out all the stuff that he has. That contact, um, uh, the terms of service, blah, blah, everything else. 27solutions.net. I don't know how fantastic it was. It may not have been good or bad, but go check them out on Facebook, 27solutions.net. Hef, let me put your peoples on top, man. Let me go. 
Who we who we putting on black business today? Hey man, we talking about fantasy fitness, Maryland. They can be found on IG. Uh, my girl Shanae Wilborn and her friends. Check them out. Um, it's a very fun workout program. If your lady wants to get fit, if she wants to have some fun, send her this link because they have classes that you can roll into online. Uh, some of their Ooh. classes are considered and called Twerk Fit. $18 drop-in rate Mondays at 7 o'clock. You can do a sexy stretch at 8 p.m. You also got the intro to the pole and the ad blaster workout, the butts and guts, and more. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold so on. It looks like the ladies are having fun doing their workouts. Um, you know, definitely uh, tell them. See, look at Bianca. Her birthday was it. That's a good birthday party idea for the girls and their friends. Uh, tell them that the All Dressed Up podcast sent you black on and operated. I respect that. They got a hose. They got a hose can go class. Nah, they can't, take our, they can't take our shit, Bianca. Don't be out there saying our shit. Don't be saying our shit. Yo, this shit is patent pending. It's trademark yeah. right now. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, look. But yes, right. fantasy fitness of Merlin. Check them out. So let's let's get in tonight. Let's get into tonight. Uh, London Royce is in the building. Shout out to Marcel Love, man. LondonRoyce.com. It's my guy. I gave you a shout out on like two different episodes, man. Thank you for stopping through. But hey, look, let's get into tonight's quick episode, okay? Uh, it's titled It's a Family Affair, and it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. We talk it's about relationships. We talk about, we talk about men. We talk about women. We talk about cheering. We talk about work. We got to talk about family, man, because look, um, you're born with your family. You don't get to choose those. Your friends, you get to choose, right? So the dynamic in which the family uh, plays in anyone's life, whether they're there or not, plays is, is a huge role. And I'm going I'm to stop talking because I love when Hef sets it up and, and talks about the conversation when we go in because there's so many different avenues that we can talk about in the Hef. Hef, give the people. Give the people what they want. So check it out, right? So so we talk about it's a family affair. And and last week we discussed taking care of your inner peace, right? Your yep. inner well-being. And it's interesting that if you rock with us every week and you check us out, a lot of these episodes go seamless into each other. And now we're talking about family. And you've got you know, wonderful, love, loving family. We always love our family. Blood is thicker than water over here. Absolutely, Arizona, I feel you, right? And that sometimes can be great for us, and sometimes it can come back and get us, and that's what we're talking about tonight. You know, when is when is that blood being thicker than water kind of not pouring into your cup personally anymore? You know, and we're not going to sit here and just bash family, but we're going to talk about different scenarios where, you know, the family cannot or might not be helping and can be adding to the stress. You know what I'm saying? Like some people's family dynamics can be very hurtful to other relationships, uh, even to just your own person. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Um, I had a very interesting scenario, right? And I talked mm -hmm. to you about this uh, off the off the record. I called you earlier in the week. Mm -hmm. And it was burning me up, man, because if anybody knows me, you know, I didn't grow up with my, with my biological father, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just tell a quick story, and we can take the conversation from there. What up, Bolo? So what up? What up? Basically, um, long story short, I got a picture sent to me, and it wasn't quite the best picture to get a little echo on half cent. Thank you. Appreciate that. Let me go ahead. check out my sound here. So... Basically, I found out that my, my dad was out in California with all my other sisters and brothers and their girls and their kids, and they were partying it up. And honestly, I got to say, like, my dad really didn't do anything for me or he really didn't do anything for any of them. But I can't really speak on their relationship with him, and nor do I want to impose my emotions and pass it on to them. Like, if they have a relationship with him, then that's great. But it was just kind of the picture was sent to me and kind of like, you know, you're the only piece of the puzzle that's missing. And to me, you know, a lot of my friends growing up didn't have dads. And this isn't just a dad episode. We're talking about family. But, you know, it comes to a point to where you can't miss what you don't have. And a lot of people's families aren't the traditional mom and dad set up. 
Um, you can't, you know, necessarily depend on or always like I can't always make excuses for not having a dad. But when I saw that picture, it kind of pissed me off. And mm -hmm. to be this old, to be at 35 years of age and still get that type of feeling of resentment, I felt like it was something that I wanted to talk about because, you know, I do I do talk to uh, professionals, you know, every every once and again, because it's good to get things off your chest. And right. you know, it was it was pretty upsetting. And I'm going to just pass you to see what you think about it, man, because. Obviously, you're a man, you got kids, and when do you or do you forgive that person? You know, do I do I let everything go because he wasn't there and not get upset because he's out there trying to make amends and, and hey, so be it? Or, okay. or what do you think, bro? But before I ask, <clears throat> before I answer your question, I'm going to ask the chat this real question about families. Do you think you owe your family um a certain amount of loyalty you type yes or no and give a reason why do you think you owe your family a certain amount of loyalty type yes or no and let me let me address what um i have to talk about what you have right there in every sense of the world is just unresolved dad issues right unresolved dad issues because there in which you need to take some time and it's completely up to you um, completely up to you on working on uh, forgiveness with him because um, there is some resentment that he wasn't there. There is some resentment that he's not there. And the mere fact that he, you see that he's there within other people, within your siblings' lives, you know, is a trigger, is a trigger point. And that made you, made you, you know, relive all of those feelings, all those feelings over and over. Kind of like, um, uh, I'll take it to Ken to uh, Tony Baker who's a well-known comedian on Instagram, just recently lost a recently suffered a loss. And when you're trying to deal with something and you're constantly being uh, people coming to you and saying, sorry for your loss, sorry for your loss, sorry for your loss. That actual person is reliving those emotions over and over and over and over and over again, right when they're trying to work through them and get to the other side. So it's difficult. And it, and you have to work on, that part of it in in a major way um, so that you can move on and move past it. And, you know, um, Eric says, I tell people often family members uh, can be the most fucked up people walking on the earth, but they just so have to be related to you. Got to navigate the relationships, how you see it. Unfortunately, a lot of people. So out of the, when I asked that question, I asked that question with a purpose. Do you feel like you owe them a little bit of loyalty? Um, you know, Ron says, I think I owe your family. I, you, I think you owe your family by not being a burden. I feel we all should be an asset or a resource for our families, especially as men. You don't. Reason why I ask that loyalty is because um, we always say blood is thick and water, and water, A, a B and C. Um, but the major thing is some people take that and use that. To their advantage when because your family because your blood and we got to remember in all situations that people are people and regardless of of the relationship they are going to use and or abuse their relationship to the to however they see fit but um, see a lot now, of people a lot of, real quick Kate, because i'm looking at the chat before you keep on before you keep on um, a lot of people say like I'm real hard on on that situation and like Tamika Riddick said no one is perfect your dad might have his own issues and Bianca said if you're mad about it after all these years something else needs to be explained and the thing about it is I think with me before you keep rocking kids like I'm not I'm not first and foremost I've been told that I love hard and I kind of hate hard I hate to use those words but yeah I think I think he knows that I'm not going to let him off the hook because I've given him multiple chances before. Mm -hmm. And when you finish going where you're going, I want to talk about, you know, how many times, how many chances do you give, not just your dad who wasn't there, but any relative, your mom, your brother, how many times, how many chances do you give them? And how many times do you burden yourself for them? Because low key, I'm not going to really get too specific on the show, but, you know, he may have been out there recently, not necessarily holding his own, mm -hmm. you know, upon, upon his visit. And like Arizona said with men, at least the type of men that I know, like we feel like 
we have to kind of protect our families. Right. I don't know if you feel that way specifically, but I feel like we kind of look at like, at least with, you know, a lot of the women in our family, our moms, our grandmothers, our sisters, we feel like we're the protectors. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time, you know, we, we tend to, and I'm gonna let you get back at it. We tend to carry a lot of burdens in my opinion, and we might not have to, or we might, we might not supposed, we shouldn't, I think, carry those burdens. Uh, let me, let me say this, because I'm going I'm to wrap it up real quick so we can push into that. Erica says the best. You can set boundaries with family members and not be hard feelings there. Um, if you have, if you want to voice your opinion, 301-857-1757, join the conversation. Send me a text. I'll, you, know, you can text in what you want to say, or I will send you a video link so you can come up in here and talk your ish. The, the biggest thing with it is, um, for me and my relationship with my family, um, my family was is is extremely close. Okay, extremely close. I've got six aunts and uncles, and about thirty cousins. And one of the things that um, it's funny that we're talking about this too because we're around the anniversary of uh, of us laying to rest. My grandmother, who was the actual linchpin to keeping everybody together. One of the things that my family did was every Sunday we would we would go to our house, we would eat. We would uh, fellowship. We would just have fun, like all of us. This is Cap Heights. We would all be there every Sunday after church and we'll all get together. Any any uh, events, uh, any holidays, anything like that. It was always of picking somebody, picking somebody's house to have it at Christmas. Christmases for us was big. We put on a talent show. Each family would compete. I mean, it was just bananas. My family is different. My family is built different. So I am. I'm a. I'm a little bit cut from a different cloth. A lot of families aren't like that, and a lot of families aren't like that anymore. Because once you lose those linchpins, you know the, the that kind of camaraderie somewhat dissipates and disperses. A lot now, of families have social distance way before Corona, way way before COVID, way before COVID, and um, there is there is this set amount of loyalty that I have for my family because of the closeness that we share. But there's a certain limit, as always, uh, to that, um, to that type of thing. So you have to be able. To, you can the same way you talk. You you have a relationship with your friends. You have a relationship with your family, and to a certain extent, sometimes with family, you go a little bit further. But you have to be able to uh, understand that helping someone to a certain extent is always the best thing to do um, for you, if you can, without hurting yourself. Uh, and, and when you do something like that, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you, making sure that they get where they need to go. Now, being a crutch is one thing versus helping someone is another thing. You got to allow people to, to fail, allow people to, to, um, make, get into their own situations and deal with their own consequences. That's with anybody. And that's with ourselves as well. Um, so that plays a huge role in to when we're talking about family and keeping your own peace and keeping, you know, keeping your distance and how far. Uh, Bianca says, my friends are my family. So, yes, they're old loyalty. Ron says, just like soul food with Ben Mama died, it was a wrap. Yeah. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Yo. Let me segue into the next bullet point. And I'm glad that Bianca said my friends are my family because let's take the definition of family and just take that out because you know, you were blessed, K. Dizzle, to have a more traditional family from what you described. And, and that's love. You know, I'm, I'm happy you experienced that. I did not. Um, a lot of people in the chat, they did. Some people didn't. But this is what I want to ask everybody, right? So love should be conditional. All right, so here's a question. I wrote a ball out. I'm going to ask you, K. There's a fine line between wanting to help and, and helping your family and also on the other side of it being taken advantage of. Yeah. And a lot of people, including myself, I like to think I'm being taken advantage of last when it comes to family, because the people who I help out or the people who've been there for me that I call family, I love them. You know, they're true to my heart. You know, they're not just an acquaintance. I call them family for a reason. So it's a tough spot for me personally, right? Because a lot of people call me, and they depend on me in certain areas. I'm not going to say like, you know, I save people or anything like that. But 
I've had friends and family contact me to ask me for things and I might be in a tough position at the time, but because I know how it feels to be in their position, I might help and extend myself or I might extend the olive branch and loan that money or maybe give a ride and take me an hour out of my own day or, or do whatever because I might feel indebted because that person's family and I can't tell them no. But then on the flip side, Kate, I'm going to pass it back to you. When you finally do say no, like, or maybe it's just me, I feel like shit because I'm like, damn, you know, was my family, was, you know, did I leave them hanging in that situation? You know what I'm saying? Because they always depend on me. You are, I'm always going to help them out, right, Tamika? But I might not be able to do it at that time. And now, you know, I feel like personally, oh, shit, you know, I'm, I'm a bad family member. I'm a bad son. I'm a bad, I'm a bad uncle. I'm a bad brother. When really it might not be the case, right? So that's what I want to throw out there for you. When is it it good to say no? When is it okay to say no? Or when are you just being taken advantage of by your family? Okay. Let me give you an example. All right. If I if I loan money. If somebody asks me for money, I loan I loan the money out with the intention of not receiving it back. Okay. That's just how I operate. Okay. So if I take that stance on anything that I loan out, right? I'm not gonna give it if I don't have it or if it messes up my household. You see what I'm saying? So if it causes me pain or it takes away from my household, then I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna do it. So you can you can do what you can for people as much as you can. Just don't hurt yourself within the process. Okay. It's, it's the same thing as, all right, giving somebody, if you take us, if you go give somebody a ride, they call you and get asked for a ride. And you know, you, you know that they're going to rob a bank and you, you sit there and say, yeah, I'm going to give you a ride to rob. I'm going to give you a ride. Even though I don't think you should be doing this. Motherfucker, if you get locked up, if they get locked up and you in the getaway car, that's your fault, motherfucker. You have to know when to say when and when and when to when to be okay with saying okay and just leave it at that because the loyalty is to it. The loyalty at the end of the day is to um to not only just yourself but your peace because you have to you you can help somebody. But don't hurt yourself within the process. People get get it twisted with family and friends because they say, oh, man, this is family. I know I should help them out. Therefore, we're blood. Fuck that. All some people want is cash out requests. You have to be mindful of 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 what how it affects you when you do these certain things. Um, don't don't feel like you owe them shit because you do it out of the kindness of your heart and you do it because um, you do it because it's in your spirit to do so. So if so somebody what you're saying is there shouldn't be any ramifications or emotions after you make that decision. It is. What hell it is. no. Hell no. If you so did it, it you be... did it. Move on. If, if you did something that you shouldn't have done, you shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have done it. Just deal with the consequences of, of moving on for it. You have to know when they need you, or using you. Great, great way to put it, Roberta. You have to know when they're needing you or versus when they're using you. And when they're needing you, there's one thing. When they're using you, there's a pattern. There's a pattern involved when people are constantly using you because they're taking your kindness for weakness. And and um, and I know this person, hashtag hoes can grow, has something very powerful to say about this entire conversation. You what up, Bianca? Right. Hey, y'all. What up, Bianca? Y- what y'all up, damn Sarah? right. Y'all, y'all are right. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Loud and clear. Let, let's be clear. You really don't owe anybody anything. But your family, the people that are close to you, the people that you love, you can look out for. But people are also responsible for their damn self. All right. People are also responsible. You got your two hands. You got your two feet. You got your legs. You're not handicapped. Mm-hmm. You can work to get what you want. No, ain't, no, ain't nobody supposed to hand you or give you shit. Right. Mm. Period. So, I don't care who you are, mother, father, sister, brother, all that. All right. No matter how hard life is, you know, you always gotta work to get what you want. Let me ask you a question. However, you're gonna do that. You know, hoes do it a different way, but they can grow. 
Makes me that they like. I love it. I love it. Clip this. Clip this. You got a brother or a sister? I got both. You got both. All right. Let's say. Let's say your brother is older, right? He fall on. He falls on the hard times, right? And need a place to stay. He call you. Are you helping him out? Depends on how how many times he done fell. That's what. That's that's my question. It depends because sometimes when you keep lending yourself out there, people yeah. start relying on you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you gotta show people. I would even say, if you need my help, I will go show you how to get the help. But when it do you know? But when do you know it gets to that point, though? B is what I'm asking you. When do you know it's like, all right, it's now, it's no longer. I can't just give it to them. I gotta show them how to get it because it's becoming a habit. When it becomes the habit, when you realize the habit is coming, it's called. Yeah, let me help you go get a job real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> What the fuck is you talking about? We living in 2021. <laughs> Niggas, we need our own money around this bitch. Right. Okay, COVID, everybody fucking contagious. I ain't got time for that shit. Come on outside. Come on, let's go outside. People was outside giving COVID. To, we got jobs out here. If they need jobs, tell them hit my line. Yeah. Uh, you said you got to work to get what you want. I'm you talking work, about However that may be. You know what I'm saying? The, you know, I don't know what people do for tricks and shit. But however you get your money, get it. You know, and if say if you have a job and you falling on hard times, you just trying to do that you be the best that you. Sometimes people literally just need help, yeah, and know how to get it. But you have to distinguish the difference because some mm -hmm. people just don't want the help; they just want the handout. Yeah, so and it be the closest people to you that just want the handout. Mm. So and they see what you're doing. You got a podcast. You all living big around here. <laughs> Somebody lying. Somebody yeah. need a microphone. Hey. Uh, Somebody need a microphone. Not no, boo. You know we, we can show you how I get one. All right. So look, <laughs> let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this now. Let's say let's say it's not physical. Let's say it's not physical financial help, right? But let's say you have family, right, that are always on your line, always pouring into you all their woes and their issues, right? Telling you everything. Maybe they not asking for help. But all they're doing is telling you all the BS that's going on in their life, right? How do you deal with that person when you know that they're family? You know, a friend, you know, friend, you cut off, right? Nah, friend, you be like, nah, oh. nah, see, I don't know. I'm a little different. Okay. I hold my friends and family the same motherfucking rate. Okay. Because I love my friends like they my family. Like, my, my friends pour into me, so I pour into them. But it's mm -hmm. a difference. Because you don't have to pour into them financially. If you just want, if I gotta listen to you all the time about the same shit, and I keep telling you different ways to fix the same shit, obviously you're not listening. Right. Or obviously she, she, you don't she's speaking want facts. The fucking she's speaking help. facts. Yeah. So Mark Gray, Mark Gray says you can, tell, no. you can tell people mind frame when they keep calling you with the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, he mm -hmm. just did this to me. You ain't moved out yet. <laughs> mm. Remember oh, that verse. Shit to me. You ain't hung up yet. Remember that <laughs> verse about teaching how to fish versus giving them fish. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I ain't got it, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't text all that shit. I had to call. Nah, we oh, love it. Sure. That's we why we have the line. That's why the number is there. Bianca, we love you, sis. I love your whole thing. That's shirt coming. No, no, no. You good. You good. When we get later, I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna need your address so I can send you the first shirt. And you the host, the host can grow ambassador came through. We appreciate you. Love you, sis. She makes a valid point. Uh, and and Mark hit it on the head with the text, man. Teaching how to fish versus giving the fish at a certain point. Your family, you know, you have to, you have to know the difference between when you're being used uh, and when you're being, when you're, when you're needed. And uh, it just depends. And you have to be, you have to be willing to make those hard choices and say, okay, even though it is family, they need to grow. They need to get some stuff together. And I look, Absolutely. look everybody, this must be a, this must be a touchy subject, man. Cause we get, we get people in this texting like, yo. Wait a minute, Ron. <laughs> what is on the brain right there, my guy? Well, I get everything that uh, Bianca just said. Like, like y'all was saying, somebody taking advantage of you. That's a total different thing. Nobody should partake in none of that. We shouldn't be enabling none of our family members at all. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like as men, we do have a responsibility to our family to. Uh, you know, like I said, be a resource instead of a be an asset instead of a liability. A lot of us just uh, we got um, 
what I'm trying to say. I got so many men in my family. They like liabilities. You got people you got to bail out of jail. You got people that need somewhere to stay. When they never been productive with their life, they never thought about their family when it when it comes to the moves and the paths that they take in their life. So I think, like, as men, we should always keep our family in mind when it comes to our day-to-day and where we're trying to go in life because you're going to always have an impact on your family. And the thing is, is you're going to be a burden or you're going to be an asset. Hmm. So with that being said, Arizona, where do you draw the line then? What, what you mean where I draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Like, when do you actually start to, you know, maybe change the way you support? You know, like you said, as men, you want to take care, quote unquote, of your family. But like Bianca was just saying, if it becomes a habit and you may sense you're being taken advantage of, when do you when do you make a reservation or when do you kind of address the situation? Like she said, when it's a uh, when they're like a repeat offender, but at the same time, too, some people just don't get their stuff together. It's quicker than others. Let me so ask you this, right? What about what? If, not not to cut you off, but what about if you say no? Do you feel bad when you say no because, as the man, you feel like you gotta hold your family down? Hell no! I don't never feel bad for saying no. I'm gonna tell you no, especially if it's harming me in some type of way, or I feel like I'm enabling you. If I'm keep helping you time after time, I'm gonna always give you a grace period. My help is conditional. Now, after a while, I get it. Like, some people just need a helping hand, but I can't just keep giving you or helping when you're not making any type of progress. But like I said, even with that, at some point, somebody deserves some grace because some people don't eyes don't open just because you want their eyes to open. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm in between. Like, I wouldn't enable them, and I just wouldn't just hurry a person forever. Yeah, it's a good question, and I really appreciate you, man. You come through always with some good content and good thoughts and feedback, bro. What you think, Kay? Hey, so um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, okay? Because I have family, I have family who's made the wrong choices on multiple occasions. You know, locked up. Yeah, help them when they get out. Get locked up again. Help them when they get out. Right. Mm-hmm. Get locked up again. <laughs> help them when they get out. Mm-hmm. I do it for me because, like I said, my family's different. My family is hella different, and we're super close. And I wouldn't, I probably won't close that door be, until until it takes something really drastic. Now, you know, update to the story: the one that I've helped does it, doing extremely well. Model citizen now got all this stuff together. And and taking what care of what about the ones you did? What about the, the ones that's not doing good? The ones that aren't doing well are the ones that the ones that aren't doing well because, <laughs> <laughs> because they you know they're still making the wrong decisions and they're not making an honest effort to move forward. Every time I help that person out, they I've helped. They're making an honest effort to move forward. So it's it's never been the case where okay I help this person out. And they go back to the same stuff, right? They're, they're doing well, doing well, doing well. Something happens, done. Doing well, doing, get out, doing well, doing well. Something happens, done. Finally, when you get the, if you get the message, like if, if it would happen again, uh, you know, there's no room and board. There's no room at the end. There's no, you know, there's, there's some help somewhere. I'm putting some money on your books every now and again. But outside of that, um, like I said, my my loyalty and my allegiance is a little different. It's, it's my, a little bit different. I'm like I'm, this. I'm going to give a little more benefit than a doubt. I'm like this. I don't always leave the door open. I leave it cracked with a chain on it. So <laughs> you might can get a little bit, but I ain't about to just just have you keep running over me time after no. time. Like, that's just ridiculous. No. <laughs> don't call me from jail, especially if you're a repeat offender. Hold up. But that's all I have to say, fellas. Hey man, we yeah. appreciate you as always, Arizona. We love you, bro. Hey man, love y'all. Love you, my guy. And look, that's a true fact. I know we talk about jail and we talk about other stuff. You know, I know, I know folks that got locked up to go to jail just for the wintertime. <laughs> so I, ain't, I ain't, just you know, just chill out in the wintertime and come back, come back heavy in the summer. But look, but not just jail or anything like that. Not just just financial or financial stuff like that. What about? The family members, the closer ones, the immediate ones, 
the father or the mother who's just overbearing or uh, uh, overbearing within your life. We just talked about this last week, didn't we? Yeah, I think we, we were just talking about, about something like week? that. A lot so, of it, a lot of it waves into each other. Yeah, a lot of it waves into each other. So, so um, you know, how do you it? How do you deal with those people that are in your life that are just way too overbearing? When, you know, family, how, when do you cut them off? When do you make a decision to say, okay, I got to stop talking to you. I got to start listening, even though that they're family, right? So break it down, okay? Well, be more specific. What do you mean overbearing? Um, you got an aunt. You got a grandmother. You got an uncle that's telling you what to do, how to do, how to live your life. How to raise your kids, how to do this, how to do that, how to spend your money. So you're talking about money. just over opinionated, just trying to control your life, yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, Roberta, Roberta says you got to set limits, set limits, and know your limits on your family. Also, now, so you um, also got to think about this too, K. Right? You know, a lot of a lot of the things that we do with our friends and our family, we we have to keep in mind. When when we are down, right, we yeah. might lean on those guys too because they're still around for a reason. You know what I'm saying? You're not you're not just keeping them around to support them. So let's keep it real here. Right. They're there for something, right? A lot of those mm -hmm. people who don't really got their shit together that's in your family, you still go drink with them. You still go you I'm I'm saying most people, you still go hang with them. You know, you might go talk and shoot the breeze with them. But at the end of the day, you only talk to them with the cookouts. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It, it comes down to everything we've been talking about is no matter if it's your dad, your mom, or like you said, being overbearing. When do you just, I guess, kind of just shut them down and say, look, I can't allow you to constantly make decisions for me. Or constantly lean on me and depend on me when you need something because I have my own situation. Because no matter how you say it, especially when what you just asked me, right, when it comes to your mom and dad, I don't think most parents are going to take that easy if they are, quote unquote, overbearing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it comes to a certain point. You can have that conversation and you can build up to that point to where you got to really stand there and look at them in their face and say, look, back off. But that's kind of been their personality within y'all's relationship. So you're going to have a moment, in my opinion, of, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, you know, um, awkwardness, maybe. Or you're going to have to have just that yeah. moment of, of attrition. Yeah. Yeah. So when we when we really boil down to it, um, I think where we're going, because they're always... There always is a line. There's a line that you do friends and there's a line that you do family, just depending on your, your dynamic, your family dynamic. You know, just like the old drug commercials used to say, just say no. <laughs> no, you're crazy. Um, you know, Ron said, I always keep an open line to people who's not doing well because I remember when I was lost mentally. I do the same um, thing. Yeah, you, know, you always see there's 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 so many different levels to it your relationships are so important and your boundaries you set on each individual relationship are so important um you keep in touch with those you want to know about you care about and you call them when you when you're supposed to call them what i mean by that is we've all had those feelings in in any point in our lives say man i wonder how they're doing if you don't take the time out to make sure and call them in that in that moment Sometimes you miss the opportunities for one to say goodbye or two to really help them in their time of need. So you just have to be be uh, available to hear those type of things. But the relationships, let me get back to it because I started going on. The relationships in your life, uh, it's important that you set a certain amount of boundaries. But let me ask you a question about that real right. quick because I know that you're going to wrap up shortly. With you coming from a traditional family, what type of boundaries did you set if you don't want to get too personal, that's cool. But how do you set those boundaries with your parents, Kay Dizzle, you know, when you get to those points in your life? When I get to those points? Well, how did you set those boundaries if you do want to share? It's tough. Uh, with your mom and your dad about, like, being overbearing and things like that. Well, hmm. Let me say this. Uh, my mom, I grew up with four sisters, two older, two younger. So I was the only boy, and I was in the middle. 
So my mom was not overbearing. My mom gave me a lot of space that you, for that allowed me to try to figure out who I was. At the same time, it was too much space because there wasn't enough structure to push me in. I would say, um, I would say the proper directions. So, so um, she was never really overbearing. She always allowed us to make our own choices. I think one of the things she did very, very well at is instilling us the basic principles of of life and how to be a good person. Um, also, the spirit of entrepreneurship and and what matters most. And she's never been the one to be super overbearing. And as far as family is concerned, it's tough because. Just the way you grow up with friends, you know, you grow up with certain friends and, you know, lifelong neighborhood friends. My cousins were the same way, too. So it sounded like him up and told you get money. <laughs> look, I, you know, you, no, 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 no. I ain't going into my life story. But look, um, the same way you have lifelong friends, my cousins are my lifelong friends. I have a bunch of memories and history of, you know, Staying in neighborhoods for for certain summers with all my cousins, or or you know weekends or Christmas or holidays, I spend as much time with my family as I did with my friends. So, um, my boundaries are, are are pretty wide. I can go to any family member's house that lives within a fifty to seventy five mile radius right now, go over there unannounced, go in their fridge, eat their food, watch TV for a couple hours, and walk out walk out the door, and everything be okay. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can do that. So um, my relationships are a little bit different. So I might go a little bit above beyond for family than most. And we don't we don't necessarily if if somebody needs help and they reach out, we know they need help. And so we'll come as a village together and help that that particular person. Um, now, if that same person that we talked about that ain't learned, we all know that. All right. Let that man. Let that man figure his life out and get get his stuff together. We're going to advise him on what to do, on the right things to do, take responsibility for it, and keep pushing. But outside of that, um, you got to be able to set those boundaries with those relationships, whether it be a friend or a family. And the biggest thing we're talking about tonight is making sure that you don't you don't blur that line just because they're family. Don't you know you don't give and give until you ain't got. Don't give it. Don't give. Um, until you ain't got nothing. Until it I, think, I think what we could all come down to and say in conclusion of is that no matter what type of family dynamic you have, there's boundaries that could be set and you can still love set. and be there for your and should be set, like you said. And you can always love and be there and support your family, man or woman. Uh, but, you know, just try to communicate, set those boundaries so you can have healthier. <laughs> That's funny. But like you said, set those boundaries so you can keep everything in order because at a certain point, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about having to say no because, you know, your cup is full at that moment. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. I'm not going to come back around and be there for you again. But, you know, everything nowadays comes down to apparently setting your boundaries, talking it out, you know, and, and like you said, K-Dizzle, uh, uh, keeping that line of communication open. Yeah. When giving hurts, it's time to stop. Like, don't give a good, great, 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 great line, Levette. Don't give that's to the good, point where it hurts you. Don't give to the point where it hurts you. Don't give to the point where it hurts you. I know we got a lot of good-hearted people in the chat and out there in the world that give until it hurts, and they put themselves in the bind trying to help other people. Let me explain to you something, okay? God gives you a certain amount to do a certain amount with now if it's on your heart to do it <laughs> you need to make sure that it's on your heart and it's the right thing to do but don't ever put yourself in a situation that it puts you that it takes you out with within your realm of responsibility just to help somebody else uh and it becomes a detriment to you and your family and I'm at just the same time you. 2k you shouldn't do something knowing that it's going to make you feel that way in return you yeah. know if you already know you're going to feel that way why do it to yourself anyway right for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Set your boundaries. Help when you can help. 
um, and give advice when you can give advice, when you should give advice instead of helping. Most families don't have problems with overreaching with advice. You're right. Most families do meddle. Um, but if you have a family um, that meddles, that means usually that means that they love you. Usually that means that they love you. And not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. I know, like I said, I know I'm, I'm very fortunate and have a loving family that I do. I treat my friends like my family and uh, and make sure that you're there for when you're there for when they need me. Who is this tapping back in? What you got, bro? Good God almighty. There he is back in. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's me again. We lit tonight. We yeah, lit yeah, tonight. We lit. Because I'm trying to figure out what do you consider family? Because a family member or a friend that you call family would not take from you where it's going to hurt you. Would not keep asking or keep doing the same thing if that's your family, right? Like, mm. so, and then on top of that, I wouldn't give nobody something I can't spend. So I'm not going to be late on my rent because you need $20. It's that's not happening. No, that's real. Why? Because Bianca. I got to look out for me and my family. Because if the table's turning, I need it. Are you going to be there? You the one asking hey. me. So obviously you hey. ain't going to be there. Hey. You hit the nail on the head. If somebody is constantly taking from you and they know that they're constantly taking from you and the mere fact that they're getting the help from you and they know it's hurting you, that ain't family and that ain't a friend. That ain't a friend. That is just somebody that is there to use you for the moment to get where they need. But that's and why that's I kept asking that question over and over, guys. Like, when do you draw the line? And I know I'm being repetitive, but there's so many different, you know, people's opinions, Bianca, right? Like, some people say, oh, break, like, I'm not giving shit. Some people give, 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 and then say no, and then feel like shit because now their family's assed out. But at a certain point, they got to learn. So my my thing again, if you need help, a person who really need help, they're going to take the help and move so they don't need the help no more. Somebody who want to be comfortable and don't want to do shit with their life is going to keep asking you, keep asking you, until you say no. And then they're going to move on to the next person that's going to say yeah. Mm. So it's it's really based on you as a person. Mm -hmm. And are you going to keep letting somebody take from you like that? Is that your family? No, that's my family. You keep taking from me. <laughs> like, like the devil. Keep taking from me. Like we not, we're at this point, we're not friends or family. I'm right. just like alone. And I'm not alone because you ain't giving my shit back. No, no, don't give y'all say no to the cash apps like my baby said. And don't 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 do that. Don't enable a, a person. Like that's that's clutching a person. That's not even helping them get on their feet. You're right. It's different ways to help somebody get on their feet. If I done gave you two hundred dollars for your rent last month, and you come again for another, oh, I'm I'm a hundred and fifty this month. No, you ain't hustle hard enough. Uh, facts. <laughs> Why are you out at the bar and you don't have your <laughs> You a simp at that point. Y'all going in, man. Look, look, there they are. Y'all going in. Y'all going in. Because going I was the person that need help before. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm not going to keep doing the same thing. I don't, I'm not the person that I like asking. Right. Right. But was when you needed help, was family there for you? What you call family? Like, are we Ooh. calling them like blood family or are we calling like my 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 friends? Like, I got co-workers that's family. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's talk just blood family. Blood family. Yes, I'm on. <laughs> I can't. Come on. You know, come on. Like, you know, like my family, we have like little Christmas and sick gatherings and stuff like that. You know, you ain't the only one that got little people family. Ain't family. nobody said, look, like see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He on here like, I got this family, you know, like, where he Hey, Bianca, K. Day, be out there. They be, they be uh, singing Christmas carols and shit. Right. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, let me <laughs> let me tell you, okay. So hold on, let's 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 clear the air right now. I know I know all feel okay. together, you, but I will say this: on Christmas, we put a whole damn show together. We got smoke machines, we got lights, mm. we got a whole stage. Everybody named Mama. It be it be a straight up. We got a belt that we pass around every year on who had the best performance, 
Every year, it's crazy. So my family, like I said, that's why I say my family's a little. My family's a little different. We we're a little crazy with that, but we love it. Um, just because you're born in it doesn't mean you have to stay with it a hundred percent. But you, like you said, your relationship with your family and your friends, either one, make sure that you set the boundaries. Um, you help when you can. Don't help when it hurts. Uh, that's that's the, the main lines that I got out of tonight, man, because, because woo, like I said, Bianca said, you know, depends on what you mean family. I got coworkers as family. I got friends as family. And I got family that's family. And the only difference is the relationships between those people in your lives. And so um, hold those close and don't feel like you owe anything to anybody just because they may be blood or just because they may be close. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot to talk about tonight, but great episode as usual. Episode twenty eight is in the books. I want to say thank you, K Dizzle, again for coming out and keeping it consistent, even though you heard some uh, unfortunate news this evening. Hey, look, we're going to sell one thing about one thing about death is that when it comes, it's going to come. We all going to die. We all going to live. It's about celebrating life when we're here and when we're not. So all we're going to do now is celebrate life and celebrate the times and celebrate the fun that we had. Um, and I'm going to keep, we're going to keep doing what we're doing and what we're supposed to do while we're here, uh, which is the ADU podcast. And if you love our show, tell us why you love our show. Submit your video to all dressed up podcast at gmail.com. Yes. You yes. know where to catch us, Facebook and YouTube ADU podcast. We are everywhere where your mama is and when your daddy not. Spotify, iTunes, look it up, ADU Podcast. We love you guys. Have streams, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, KDC, everywhere. We would not be here if it wasn't for you and if it wasn't for your participation. We love it. And we we learn something every single night. This was good. (laughs) (laughs) This was good, F. What you got, F? It was good, man, and that's what we try to do every week, guys. We try to think about different topics and different conversations to have that it might be uncomfortable, you know, but it's definitely relatable. I think everybody experiences what we talk about every Sundays at 9. You know where to check us out. We love you guys. And also, I'm trying to think of a new a new thing we can call our chat family. I'm going to think of a name. If you guys got some ideas, send it to us, to our emails or to our socials, you know, so we can call our chat friends and family. We got to come up with a name, Kato, so I don't know yet. We'll think of it. Huh? Oh, man. See, love y'all. This podcast, my family. I love y'all, too. We'll figure that out. If y'all got some ideas, shoot it to us, man. And on that note, have to the great strong. We out, man. We love y'all. See y'all next Sunday. You know, you know, and I know. They know, they know, and we know.